Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is a historic day because the New York Jets were able to land one of the great quarterbacks of all time. To talk further about that now, we welcome in Brian Costello, who covers the Jets, of course, for the New York Post. Kaz, is this the most excitement that you felt since your time covering this Jets team with Aaron Rodgers being acquired now? Um, in a different way, Sal, uh, some of the draft picks have given, gotten a lot of, you know, Sam Darnold generated a lot of excitement when, when he was drafted in the beginning of that season. Uh, I would, you know, it's just a little bit different because draft picks, there's hope, but it's a little, Aaron Rodgers is more of a short thing and you know what you're getting. So yeah, I, I think, you know, this was, this was a big one. This was about, you know, as I wrote for my article of the Post, this was as monumental a day for the Jets as they've had since the 2010 playoffs when they beat the Patriots. Like, that's really the last day that I think compares to this in terms of uh, just how big it felt for the franchise. Uh, so you were out there taking it all in. What's the feel you have in the building? I mean, obviously you can feel the excitement from afar, mm-hmm. but just in general, you, you see the entrance from Rogers. It's just, it feels different cause tell me the, how it feels in that building. Maybe the new confidence because of number eight now walking into that building. Oh yeah. I mean, they, they, there, there's a buzz, there's a buzz in the building, you know, and you could feel it. There was a lot of, um, staffers in the room for the press conference, a lot of people that work for the Jets, and they, you know, you could tell how giddy they were that, that Rodgers is here, and they've, they've got themselves a star quarterback, and it's been a long time since they've had that, and uh, you know, I think confidence started building last year with what the Jets did uh, last season, they did some really good things, and they, they had a you know, strong first two months of the season, and the bottom fell out at the end. So I think there was a there kind of people feel like there was kind of a foundation there and they were a quarterback away and now they feel like they got their quarterback. And you mentioned before we get back to Rogers, you mentioned the Jets employees in there in that media room. Is that who's clapping? Because I thought that was yeah. awkward listening to that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. why would why would yeah. he ask the media members to clap? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, no the way that that room is actually the auditorium where the players have their team meetings. So okay. it's a big auditorium. It almost looks like a, a large college lecture hall. Is what kind of how like you know stadium seating up to the thing, and so the media was in the first few rows. Actually, the first row was a lot of Jets coaches and front office, and then the next few rows were media, and then the back of the room was just all people that work for the Jets. Uh, you know, there was employees in the ticket department, and all you know, from all over the every different department was in there. Yeah, so they were the ones clapping. Yeah, I know. I always think 
people at home are wondering why, you know, why the heck is the media clapping for these guys? <laughs> I that, was, that, I was thinking a, it, driving yeah. in, and Woody's like, "Oh, I want a round of applause there," and everybody starts clapping. Yeah. I'm like, "What the hell? This media's gotten pathetic." I don't remember this. Before. I think you guys, I think you guys follow the Jets beat writers enough to know we're not clapping <laughs> for, for anything. <laughs> That's a good point. You're right. I should have known better. I didn't think so, but I'm like, who's in that room? Uh, all right, your thoughts on Rodgers at this point in his career? I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer to make this deal. What do you think of the deal overall? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, they had to do it. I mean, it's twelve year drought. They've they've got to figure out a way to end this thing. And I do think they were a quarterback away last year. Now I'm not sure you duplicate that this season. There's going to be changes, but they had to make a move. They had to do something at quarterback. Did they give up a lot? Sure, but you're not going to care if it works out and they they go they make a run in the playoffs and he comes back next year, which I think he will. Uh, you know, you'll be you'll be fine giving up a first round pick next year if, if this thing goes well. If it goes south, then people get fired. And yeah, it, it wasn't a good deal, but I think it's a risk you have to take. This is a gamble the Jets needed to take, and uh, they took a big swing. And it's you know, it, it's surreal, Sal. Really, I mean, you know, we've obviously been talking about this for months now, and but to see the video the Jets tweeted out this morning of him in a Jets sweatshirt walking into the building and then to see him at the press conference, you know, wearing a Jets shirt, holding up a Jets jersey, it's surreal. That's Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, people talk about, oh, did he have a down year? Sal, that would have been one of the best seasons the Jets quarterback's ever had. (laughs) He threw 26 touchdowns. Right. Like, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He has the record for Jets touchdowns in a season. Think about that, Sal. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Remarkable. 31, 31 re- touchdowns. The last time a guy threw for 4,000 yards in a Jets uniform, it was Joe Namath. It, it's and, it, it, right, and yet know, this fan base is still going to find something to complain about. Oh, I can't believe they gave up an extra pick for Rodgers. It's twofold. It's one, this franchise has never had a good quarterback outside of Joe Namath for the most part. Two, it's Aaron Rodgers, one of the greats of all yeah. time. And also, draft picks are lottery tickets. Right, like you don't like Jets fans know that better than anybody, right? Yeah, you gave up a first round pick. You know, you might you might have taken Vernon Golston. Yeah, right. You, you know, you might have taken Calvin Pryor. You might have taken Quentin Copel. Like, there have been a lot of great Jets first round picks in recent years, guys. So, like, yeah, you gave up a first round pick, but you know, the, uh, your your hope is your hope is that first round pick is going to be in the twenties next year. Right, and, exactly. You know that it's not like you're giving up the number one pick in the draft. So, um. Uh, yeah, I, I I get it. It was a little bit more than I thought they would give up. Like I, the 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 sixty five percent kind of tripped me up. I didn't think that that would be as low as it was. But heck, you know, I mean, you you got hope now. I I just think, and you didn't mortgage the future. It's not like they traded two first round picks and, and next they'll they'll be fine. Like they they have still have a good number of picks. They still have a first and a second this year. But you still have a second next year. Like it, it, it's I don't think they gave up so much that they're going to cripple themselves uh, going forward. Uh, agreed. I mean, this is the price of business for to get Aaron Rodgers. As a matter of fact, I was saying before, if the Packers said, you know what, we want a future number one, I'd give them that too. And I'm lucky the Jets didn't have to, but to get Rodgers here, they needed to give to get something. We're talking with Brian Costello of the New York Post. When you look at Rodgers now, uh, you know, obviously we talked about what, you know, what he did uh, with the Packers there. Uh, but you look at him now, he, he's obviously going to be 40 years old this year. Still a move worth making for the Jets. How, cause did this move come together here? Was this all about Nathaniel Hackett? How early in this process did the Jets identify, target Rodgers, and then how they go out there and execute this move? 
Yeah, I think, you know, they were looking at options in January and kicking around different options. And I think it became clear uh, middle of January that Packers and Rodgers were going to part ways or, or they were at least it was a serious consideration. Right. There was there became there some smoke then. Um, I think that's when it really started to heat up for the Jets. I do think they were still considering Derek Carr. Uh, they were looking into, they looked, they explored every option. I mean, they, they looked into a lot of quarterbacks, but then, yeah, then they hired Nathaniel Hackett and now you're thinking, okay, you got someone to lure him there. And, and I mean, Aaron Rodgers, uh, I wish somebody talked about me the way Aaron Rodgers talks about Nathaniel Hackett. Like he loves him. Like it's, you know, <laughs> he, he talks about him glowingly. So clearly Nathaniel Hackett had a huge, huge role in this in getting Rodgers to pick the Jets. So, yeah, I, I think that's when it started. And then, you know, uh, they they had to wait. for We all know the darkness retreat, and they, they waited for him to come out of that. And I think after that is when things heated up, Sal. And, and then they got permission to go visit him in Malibu, and uh, clearly they sold him on it. But you think, he, uh, you, you, think, you think, Kaz, this was more of a Woody Johnson thing? Is this all Joe Douglas and Sala? Like, at some point somewhere, somebody had to say, hey, let's let's try to turn our attention and go get Rodgers. And then when they found out it's realistic, sure. But was this yeah. a Woody thing? Was this Joe Douglas first? Who do you think initiated this thought process? I don't know who initiated it. I do think they were all on board. I do think Woody had a role in this, for sure. I, I think... You know, when we met with Woody after the season, uh, I was I I was the one who like quote you know the absolutely quote. I asked him a question like, would he go pay for a quarterback? And he said absolutely. Mm. So clearly, he said today, he, you know, Rogers was not he was not referencing Rogers at that point. He didn't know who it was going to be. So I really think it kind of more happened organically than one person saying, "How about this?" I think they were just they were kicking around options, and then Rogers just became more realistic as it went along. Um, you know, I remember talking to people at the Senior Bowl, and it was. That's at the end of you know end of January, and he was a possibility, but it's still they they didn't know what he was going to say, right? Like that was the that was the hard part for the Jets, I think, in January and February was, yet yeah, did they go all in for this guy, and then he says he doesn't want to be a New York Jet, so I, then you know that's when everything changed was when in March he he, he told them and then said on Pat McAfee that he, he wanted to be a Jet and that was his desire, um, you know that's when the thing really got real. When we're talking about Brian Costello, New York Post. How about handling the New York media? That was a big question mark before we actually heard Rodgers handle the New York media on day one here. But, oh, he craves the attention. New York media going to chew him up. I was never a believer in that. I'd be curious to get your thoughts yeah. pre and then post now Aaron Rodgers meeting the media today for the first time. I think he'll be fine. Um, you know, the, the New York media gets exaggerated in my view. Uh, it, you know, football-wise, it's no different being in New York than it is being in Green Bay. If you have a bad game, they, they rip you in Green Bay. And the way there's national media now, it's not like it's not 1985, right? So the, they're they're going to debate him on ESPN, you know, if he's a Packers quarterback or, or a Jets, and they're going to they're going to all the debate shows are going to talk about him. I will say there's there's two differences in my view in New York. The the back page is different, right? I, I always t- I tell people like. On Thanksgiving Day, if you bought the New York Post this year, uh, last year, I should say, it was a turkey with Zach Wilson's head on. <laughs> that doesn't happen in Green Bay. The Green Bay, the Green Bay Gazette is not going to do that. Okay? So, so that's a little different. And then the second difference is um, page six and your personal life. And, you know, if he goes to dinner in Manhattan with, uh, you know, his girlfriend, 
there's a good chance a picture of them are going to end up in the paper and it's going to be talked about. And uh, now he's, he's had some high profile relationships that he's already, I think, gotten exposed to that. So it won't be different for him, but it's a little different here than, than it is in Green Bay that, that way. Um, but otherwise I think he'll be fine. I think he's going to enjoy it. Sal, I like he, he today you can see he kind yeah. of enjoys, he enjoys the back and forth and he's, he's great. He's very thoughtful. I, I enjoyed talking to him today. He was great. So, and he's, he's going to have a very long honeymoon here. Sal. Like they, 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 everyone's very excited that he's here. Um, you know, I, I don't see anything. I don't see any problems with the media until unless the season goes south. And then, then maybe there's a little, little issue. And even that, like, unless he's throwing interceptions at a rate that we have not seen from him, period. Because to yeah. your point, even in his worst year, he's still better than anything we've seen in a Jets uniform in forever. So unless he all of a sudden falls off the cliff, I don't see how this thing goes sideways. But I do agree with you. I think he could handle it uh, regardless. I just feel like he's got that personality. How about the rest of the team here, Cause We know they made some moves already, bringing in Lazard, bringing in Mikal Hardman. What do you think's next? We'll get to the draft in a second, but what do you think's next for the Jets, maybe free agency-wise? Yeah, I mean, I think they're slowing down free agency-wise. I think they need to figure out the cap. Where, like, you know, Rogers is going to renegotiate his deal and what the cap space is. I, I do think Randall Cobb remains a possibility. You know, that's a guy that Rogers likes. I, I could, I could, depending on what happens in the draft, he might end up here. Um, you know, I don't see any other big moves out. I think it's all just kind of filling holes. I think they have to go through the draft. Quan Alexander could be back at linebacker, something like that. You know, I could see happening, but I, I do think they're done with you know the the major moves at this point. What about Quentin Williams? No issues there, right? Getting a deal done? No, you, you know, there's issues, but I think it's going to get done. It could get done in July. You know, there's the like we talked about with Rogers, right? There was nothing to push the deal along. Same thing with Quentin right now. They, who who cares that he's not an OTAs? Like he's a veteran defensive tackle he knows the system the, the linemen do nothing in these OTAs in the spring so they need to get him signed by training camp I think it'll get done you know I think they're just haggling over some some of the terms of the contract how about the draft now cause tomorrow night Jets now have the 15th pick in the first round are we looking at offensive linemen is that where they're going to look to build I mean look obviously with Rod it's always yeah. important but with Rodgers it should be a a, t- a very top priority, if not uh, as, if it wasn't before. What do you think we're looking at with the 15th pick? Yeah, I do think they'd like to take an offensive lineman. You know, it's funny they only moved back two spots, but I think the Patriots might be looking at offensive lineman too with the 14th pick. So the question to me now is: Do the Jets end up on the clock with the four top offensive linemen gone because Chicago has been linked to offensive line, Philadelphia has, and New England has? It only takes one other team to, to take one. There's really four guys that our top 15 uh, offensive linemen. So I think if that happens and they have to pivot, I think Joe would try to turn it down and get more picks, try to recoup maybe a third round pick that they don't have now or something like that. Um, you know, Possibly the receiver from Ohio State, Jackson Smith and Digba, they've been linked to him a lot. Maybe. I, I mean, they just pursued Odell Beckham. They clearly think they need another receiver there. Uh, but I do think offensive line has to be the priority. So it's a very... So one of the weirdest offensive line situations I've covered because it's not like they just have like a position where they don't have a guy. They have people, but they're just huge question marks right now, like Mackay Beckton or Dwayne Brown. Um, you know, Lake and Tomlinson didn't play that well last year. So 
they they've got some they've kind of got a puzzle to put together there. I can see them adding another piece uh, tomorrow night. Are you ready for a new primetime schedule, Cos? I mean, it's going to be a little different uh, for you this year. <laughs> this uh, year. Well, All those uh, primetime games, baby. Get ready. Yeah, I write I write on deadline for a living, and 1 o'clock is a wonderful, nice little leisurely deadline existence. So, no, I'm not looking forward to primetime games. They, they're not good for writers. <laughs> I'm going to be selfish on this one. I, you know, a lot of this is going to be great. Right. It's going to be so exciting. It's great for business. There's, the interest is higher than I felt in a very long time, but the primetime games are going to be tough. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's You're going to love it because it actually matters, right? It matters a yeah. lot more now with Aaron Rodgers. The Jets are relevant, one of the more relevant teams in the NFL. Hard to believe coming off just a couple of years ago where you know, it was Adam Gase and Sam Darnold, one of the more embarrassing yep. things that we've ever seen. So this is going to be great. But that primetime schedule, I mean, I know it's going to – when does the schedule come out? Doesn't it come out in a few days uh, or next week a, or something? In a few weeks. A few, okay. It's usually like, a two, like about two weeks after the draft, I think. It's usually okay. a week or two after the draft. Yeah, so it should come out in early May. Oh, baby, yeah. lots of gangrene on primetime. I'm wondering if I'm going to be in Dallas for Thanksgiving. You know, wow. I think they could, you know, could they be? Could they? You know, I think Aaron Rodgers versus the Cowboys on Thanksgiving would be an attractive game. Oh man, that gives me goosebumps. I love that. We had the Giants uh, last year on Thanksgiving. Get the Jets yeah. this year now on Thanksgiving. That's got to suck for you. How does that go down with the family <laughs> if you're doing Thanksgiving? <laughs> not, right? Not, not good. But again, it's been a very long. <laughs> the last time I worked on Thanksgiving, you know, Mark Sanchez was running into Brandon Moore's behind. So oh, that's right. The buff fumble. <laughs> That's right. Kaz, <laughs> I appreciate the few minutes, man. Enjoy Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be fun. Jets are going to be must-watch this year. And one of not only the stories here, one of the stories in the NFL with Aaron Rodgers now. All right, Sal. Thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.